0: Welcome, you're listening to Faith vs. Weight with Maria Bauer. Maria is a former U.S. Navy Health Information Systems officer, current health and wellness coach, and author of the book, Faith vs. Weight, reminding you that you already have victory in Christ. Now, here's your host, Maria Bauer. Hello and welcome. It's time for your Daily strain to Shine. For those following along with the Faith vs. Weight program, Daily strain to Shine Action Guide... This corresponds with week 5, day 7, opening with our Bible verse of the day, coming from Psalm 34, 19. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. If you are hard on yourself when it comes to not being able to maintain a healthy weight, it is time to apply observation instead of condemnation. Identify whether or not your eating tends to fall in any of these categories. Sugar addiction, emotional eating, binge eating, and or all of the above. In that case, we work on one at a time. The last two episodes discussed sugar addiction. Now we're going to get into emotional and binge eating. Emotional eating. He must increase, but I must decrease. John three thirty. If you invite more of Jesus into your life, your cravings for all other things will diminish. You will have fewer problems with emotional eating if you visit the high places as discussed in Habakkuk daily. There are plenty of inspiring worship songs on iTunes, Pandora, and Spotify. When things spin into a catastrophe, or as I like to call it, carb catastrophe mode, emotional eating emerges. When you are upset, worried, stressed out, or lonely, you're in the fight-or-flight mode. It's time to get out of your head. Take a three-minute walk, listen to worship music. This can make or break the rest of your day. Just like a child, sometimes we all need to redirect. Binge eating. Emotional eating may stop with a few extra servings. Binge eating takes you into another territory. Although people do not like to talk about it, it happens way more often than most people realize. Like emotional eating, reaching for any substance other than what it is intended for gets things out of whack. Food is meant to create energy, not self-medicate. Remember to pay attention to whether or not you relax when you eat or eat to relax. If you are trying to eat to relax, you may never stop. Instead, take a deep breath and pray before you eat. This simple act helps you relax. It puts God in between you and whatever is causing you stress. It also puts God in between you and food. You have heard this before, but it bears repeating. If this is a recurring issue, Christian counselors can help you get to the root cause of whatever is causing this behavior. Observation versus Condemnation Look at binge eating as if you are doing a scientific inquiry because that is what observation is. Leave the emotions out of it. Pay attention to the times during the day when you overindulge. You may also want to pay attention to whether or not you are being too restrictive at other times. Are you consuming enough calories throughout the day? If you skip breakfast every morning, it should come as no surprise when you binge at night. Skipping lunch and afternoon snacks almost always guarantee that you will overdo it at dinner time. Make some non-emotional observations. Do you binge on certain foods at certain times? Write down how you feel before and after a binge. Have you cut out starchy carbs altogether and now you are inhaling the bread basket instead of having the healthier starchy carbs in the evening as suggested on the faith versus weight plan? This is the reason there are no off-limit food categories on this plan. Instead of deeming a food category off-limits, find another food in the same category that you are able to limit. For example, in the sugar category, candy corns are something I can easily overeat, whereas I don't think I've ever had more than one black chocolate truffle. They're just too rich, and they're also made with real ingredients. Candy corns are what I like to call a virtual reality food. They're not really food. For me, corn syrup Hyperstimulates my palate, causing the normal cues of satiety to malfunction. Most processed foods fall in this category for most people. In some cases, you may have a situation requiring medical intervention, whereas in others, you may just need to start eating single-ingredient, real food and see what happens. Real food comes as a single ingredient. An egg is just an egg. You are better off combining single ingredient foods. You can mix an egg with vegetables and now you have an omelet. You may also top it with some Parmesan cheese and olive oil. This is very different from going to a bakery and getting a processed piece of quiche. Know what you are eating. Alcohol is like having concentrated sugar, which is another invitation for an all-out eating frenzy. Relaxed inhibitions accompanied with carbs, sugar, salt, and fat are never a good combination. Yes, I know Jesus drank wine, but he was not having it with all-you-can-eat nachos, chips, and queso or apricot-flavored brie and crackers. Besides, the alcohol content and entire process of making wine is very different now than it was then. If you can follow the faith versus weight rule of one or none when it comes to alcohol and not overdo eating, you will be one of the few. Alcohol stimulates hunger. During week one, we discussed how food is meant to satisfy hunger, not create it. The real food God created satisfies your hunger. Processed foods with added salt, sugar, carbs, and bad fats do the opposite. We are not smarter than God in any area, especially this one. Throw alcohol in the mix and all bets are off. There is a reason you can't eat just one. Families with substance abuse or chemical dependency issues may have a tendency to overeat. Obese individuals' brains light up like a Christmas tree when they eat sugar. Do their brains light up because they are obese? Or is it something causing their tendency toward obesity, stimulating their brains? I think it has more to do with the latter, having the physiological tendency in the first place. Just like alcoholics can't have one glass of wine, it is difficult for many people to have sugar without overdoing it. For those who are obese, it is harder. Regardless of whether or not the chicken or the egg came first, avoid foods that trigger binging. Get off of the train before it derails. The likely suspects. Besides salt and bad fats, it is worth looking more in-depth at these two other triggers. Sugar. Even certain fruits can be dangerous ground. Low glycemic berries, strawberries are a winner, and green apples, which for some seem to be better than red when it comes to weight loss, are a good choice. I also enjoy one half of a pink grapefruit. Stay away from dried fruits and tropical fruits other than yellow slash green bananas. A banana is the same number of calories, whether it is green or black. However, a green banana is mostly resistant starch, whereas a black banana is mostly sugar. Think banana bread. Since resistant starch naturally blocks fat, greener is always better. Other than fruit, most people do not realize that even milk can trigger sugar issues, since it has a higher sugar content that most people realize. As for sweeteners, any sweetener that puts the taste of sugar in your mouth hyperstimulates your palate, causing you to crave more sweets. It doesn't matter if it is natural, like stevia, or not. The only time I make an exception to this rule is for honey before a workout. See the Eating, Timing, and Tips chart in the appendix of the book, Faith vs. Weight, Magnifying the Glory of God. For dessert, stick with a higher fat-to-sugar ratio with real sugar. Fake sugars actually can make cravings worse. Keep dessert to 100 calories. Again, higher fat-to-sugar ratio. Think A truffle dark chocolate truffle not a candy corn carbs pay attention to which carbs set off a binge since you are only having your starchy carbs at night it'll be a lot easier to isolate this active rest we all have days we don't feel like doing a full workout however it is always better to keep moving forward in order to avoid slipping backwards Because of this, I am a huge advocate of active rest, which is basically a state of taking it easy while still being active. It may be a slow bike ride, a stroll, or chair aerobics if you have limited leg mobility. Active rest is not meant to be a hardcore workout. It is movement. Even if you plan on working out five days a week, it can easily wind up only being three if you don't have an active rest mentality. Your only other option when not working out is inactivity. One day of inactivity is not a problem. However, what typically happens is one day turns into a week before you know it. Then a week turns into a month. Cultures around the world are constantly moving at a more relaxed pace. This keeps joints lubricated, oxygen flowing, muscles engaged, and your heart and brain happy. As long as you are still moving, you are moving forward. In the book, Faith vs. Weight, Magnifying the Glory of God, Week 5, I also get into tips on how not to gain weight during recovery from injuries, surgeries, cancer rehab, etc. Today's Reflection Apply Observation versus Condemnation Today's Action Stop being so hard on yourself. This may be the root cause of your weight issue. Jesus loves you no matter what you weigh. Number 2. Approach this as a science project. Pay attention and log a few days worth of eating and feelings to see where things tend to come apart. Number three, learn to avoid your triggers. You are in charge, not an inanimate object. Number four, apply active rest and keep moving forward. Thank you for listening to Faith vs. Weight, reminding you that you already have victory in Christ. Consult your physician before starting any weight loss or exercise program.